Well-Rounded Geek Podcast, episode 29. With me in the studio today is David Ritchie for another Stoner in the Scholar Sports Show, where we talk about the latest in sports news and give our opinions or hot takes on sports topics. What's up, man? What's good, dude? Good to be back. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute, but it's finally the time of the year that all of our favorite sports start to roll out. We got college football. We got football. Basketball is coming up. I know you're not a big hockey fan, but I'm pumped for hockey. Hell yeah. So we have, uh, we're recording after the Lions game Sunday, uh, 9-11. So we're going to talk about the Michigan game yesterday. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions. We're going to discuss hard knocks. We haven't really been able to meet and talk about the hard knocks season. And then we'll finish the show talking about some of the most recent UFC fights and how we're feeling about the UFC lately. So to start the show, let's start with the Michigan game. It looks like Michigan finally found their QB1 in J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. And I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the throws and just the game that he played yesterday. Yeah, it seemed pretty solid. And like you said, it's about, we finally found a QB1. And we finally found a QB1 that can sling that thing, dude. That's the most, I guess, uh, standout thing about him because we've been missing it for so long from that position. Yeah, like how the ball comes out and how accurate it was right yeah. like i don't want to overreact like right. Hawaii's bad sure um but i'm not overreacting about the stat line i'm overreacting about the tangibles and how it looked right just how it looked yeah and he won the starting job right like joe he milton went, so. he was super hyped up so was yeah. shea patterson but joe milton <laughs> just had an arm like jj mccarthy's passes were perfect spirals and they were accurate bro right like i have the stat line here he was 11 for 12 229 yards which three touchdowns damn so and that one pass that he didn't complete was a drop pass that hit the receiver square in the hands right so yes it's hawaii but the reason michigan's always like struggled at getting over the hump to actually compete for a championship or beat teams like Ohio State. Like last year was a great year. I'm happy with everything K did, but they haven't had the quarterbacks like they had in those like those nineties teams. You know, where they would turn out like NFL caliber quarterbacks. Right. When's the last time we turn out NFL caliber players all the time, but not quarterbacks. No. I don't think it was, yeah, like you were just about to say, when's the last time? Uh, right, it's Chad Henney, dude. When he wow. got, yeah, drafted and actually, you know, was, was solid. solid enough. Yeah, so, right. Um, don't want to re- overreact, but I liked what I saw. And then, I don't know if you saw or heard about this, but they put Kate in and then he looked bad against Hawaii. Like, it was the first three and out we had all game. And then he just didn't look good. And then Harbaugh put McCarthy back in for a second, and he just scored right again. And oh, then, really? Yeah. And then so that's what one of the you know that's the type of stuff that wins you the job, right? When you make a clear cut difference. Yeah. What's going on out there? And then know? they were playing our like third string quarterback, and even he was driving a little bit. So Cade's definitely like, I feel bad because I appreciate what he did for us last year. Sure. But. Ever since he's been our quarterback, have you ever felt like extreme confidence in no. his ability? No. no. We definitely 
<laughs> you and I going into last year definitely did not think we were going to do what we did. No, I quit on that team. I will admit, like, I straight up quit on the Michigan Wolverines midseason last year because I was pissed. Yeah. And I'm so sick of feeling the way I feel towards that team where you drink that Kool-Aid. I don't even feel comfortable fully talking about the J.J. McCarthy hype right now because right. we just are so used to getting shit on. But yeah, um, the, the year that I ended up giving up on them for a second, they ended up having the best season in the longest exactly. time. Exactly. It's funny. But... We okayed for that. He's just not the type of player that would have allowed us to beat Georgia or no. beat Ohio State on a consistent basis. Right. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be dope if we have a quarterback that's accurate. He seemed intelligent. He was switching up plays and calling, you know, things at the line of scrimmage exactly. differently. Next level stuff. Man. Yeah. You know? And he's got an arm. Like, if he can run and throw, that's clutch. Right. So. <laughs> We'll see what happens with the Michigan season. We'll continue to talk about that. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions. I do want to dive into hard knocks for a little bit, and then we can talk about the first game. What were your thoughts on the hard knock season as a whole for the Detroit Lions? I just enjoy hard knocks, so it's fun. it's like fun to watch. Not even just Detroit, you know, years past with other teams. It's just cool to get that insider look, you know. Um, I definitely feel like there's a change, man. They're just obviously the last regime was the worst thing that could have ever happened. So, like, obviously you can only go up from that. But I think I I do feel that while it's gonna take a, a while and it's a process, it's not an overnight thing. We got the right guys like in place on the coaching staff. I agree. And up top, you know. Yeah, and you can really see how passionate some of those coaches are how well they relate with the players because they used to be players themselves like all like all of them are ex-players man and at high levels and i that's dope to me yeah you know i like hard knocks well, i think I, players respect that too they do you know what i'm saying because they know because they know that you've been through the grind and then you got a guy like dan campbell who played played for us played for other teams been through the grind Still out there doing up downs and shit with the squad. He's built like a brick shit house. He like, is, did you know insane. he was he's, that Jack? No, he's just circles. He is. He's just fucking like what I would draw as a cartoon as a kid. He's just traps of justice. It's insane. There's no way he's not like <laughs> still actively juicing in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> you don't look like that at that age. At that age, bro. Yeah. no. That man is uh, in shape to he, say the least. He is, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I love hard knocks. Like you said, it's just dope when you, when you peel back the curtain on any industry and you see these people that we like glorify, but they're just human beings. They're just human beings. You can see that side and it's cool. And we've always said this, I really enjoy that type of shit. Yeah. I wish I had more of that. I like to see the, the stuff that doesn't get shown to us. Right. Of course. Then you're not imagining you. The reason the media is so shitty in any sport and people eat it up is because they can make stories up and you don't know the real th- you don't see behind this right they can twist narratives they, they can. can twist but then when words. you see behind the scenes you're like oh they're these are just dudes that right. are like my and neighbors as, and know? as an athlete you got to block all that out there's a lot there's a lot that's a lot i feel like you know yeah so the other thing that i liked about hard knocks at least with the Lions season is 
we really got to see a lot of the young kids. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like is we didn't really get to see as much with the experienced veteran players, but that's not usually what you see on Hard Knocks, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's I like training camp. It's it is these young, you know, a lot of veterans. While you still got to go out there and perform, I feel like have locked in spots, kind of. Yeah. Obviously, because contracts come into play too, unless somebody's just atrocious, right? Uh, or has this massive decline or downfall in their career. But, uh, yeah, you're looking for that young talent. That, like we were talking about in those games, those preseason games, like a lot of these guys ain't making it. Right. And that's, But it's out there to see what who's got what, you know what I mean? You can find yeah. that diamond in the rough. And it was cool to see the later round picks make an impact in hard knocks for us. Like it was sweet seeing Rodrigo, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, your son's name by the way right did, did you out. real quick we were talking about mac miller before off air did you guys name malcolm after mac miller not after him okay because i know amy's a huge she's a big fan i like him a lot it's just we like that name a lot the, okay the name malcolm yeah and i'm big got. it's funny i'm big into like nicknames so i like to like call i would like to like have something that i could uh, have for short and i just like mac because you can twist on that big mac little mac stinky mac yeah that's dope all things me. mac yeah <laughs> we were it's real quick I, we were gonna name him it was between elliot and malcolm okay we like both names and then i'm sitting there like what am i gonna call him eli no. ellie not for a dude not for a boy right and eli nah dog i'm good on that shout out to all the elis but i don't i wasn't going now you're son. definitely using big mac because you said dude's big already dude chonk i can't wait till you guys meet him but you're gonna be like what in the world he's been eating the whole damn house bro he don't play about his food <laughs> big mac he ain't little mac right now <laughs> that happens though i i was huge as a baby bro me too i was a chunky and then i got kid. so skinny i was chunky until i like got a growth spurt you know yeah and that's how that's usually playing sports happens. you know yeah obviously it makes sense but, but shout out to big mac shout well we got big mac. we got malcolm rodriguez and his spotlight on hard knocks Dog. was sick and then he started today bro bro and he did good like he made mistakes he's a rookie but you saw that hip toss though yeah yes the retweet <laughs> of the century he bodied that guy man that man is strong he's and, physical and well he makes mistakes he's gonna make mistakes he's a rookie Shout out, like what we we're talking about in Hard Knocks. You get to see those young kids. You got to see a lot of Rodrigo, and he shined. And he was like one of the shining moments of Hard Knocks, I think. Yeah. If you had to pick it for some of the players that we saw, Rodrigo was definitely a guy out there that was balling, that was doing his. He was, was the biggest surprise. Was, was out there like competing with these vets and got starting job. Yeah. So the crazy He's only going to get better, I feel he like. He is. And the craziest thing about him is I don't know if you remember this, but when we drafted him, I texted you and my dad and I was intrigued by that draft pick yeah. because I don't know a lot of these players. I only know like very high level college players. I don't follow it sure. like that. So I go back and I look at like highlights or film. Yeah. And I was like, this dude's a beast. Like, he looks like the best defensive player on his team. Right. He's just, like, short and stocky. Yeah. But, like... Undersized, maybe. If he's still physical and has the mental clarity the to play the game... And yeah. He knows, knows where to be, when to be there, plays the game smart. I mean, I think that's what... Uh, I forget the coach's name. Shepard. Yeah. He was, like, he's doing all the right things. He's doing exactly what we coach him to do. He was pissed. He was like, you're going to let a rookie take your job. And take he did, job. bro. Right. 
That and means good things for us, though. It because does. Because if a rookie's coming in there and doing that, he's going to be a player, man. And it means good things that Shout we're, out. we're, we're drafting. Shout out. We're drafting I know. I want a Rodrigo. <laughs> Dude, I've been dying laughing. He's already being called Quadrigo. Because <laughs> he has Jack He should quad. be the way he fucking stopped and threw that man over his hip today. God Did God. you see on that Hard Knocks episode, he was trying on jeans, bro. His quads were like one bad movement away from ripping, flexing out of those. Did you see what he wore on game day? He wore the he's same looking, fit. He's looking cowboy that he bought out there. From that store. <laughs> Same fit, but I think he switched the jeans. Yeah. I think Loki, when the camera stopped filming, he was like, I can't buy these. I can't breathe. <laughs> but uh, he was definitely the stud, the star of Hard Knocks. But yeah. I loved seeing um, Dan Campbell as well because he's really grown on me. I hated that hire because I thought he wasn't going to be like a smart coach. He seemed like the type of coach that was just going to be like maybe hardworking and a, a hard ass, but not necessarily intelligent or like knows the game i don't know why i thought that or sure. felt that way well, but it's the opposite like well, he's, there wasn't a whole lot out there i mean i know he got that stint in miami whatever year that was i can't even remember but that he had like an interim position and then he was never a head coach again right he no was he was under, like assistant at with peyton peyton yeah so there really wasn't a lot on him man and it's great to come from and as a Lions fan, going through what we went through with Patricia, coming from the Patriots, we thought that was the greatest thing, right? We were, How could we go wrong if we got two guys from the Pats? Well, you ain't got the right guy from the Pats is yeah. what was wrong. No. And so you're a little weary about that. Like, even if you hear, oh, the guy came under a great coach. Well, that doesn't really freaking translate. Uh, but I think he's making a difference, man. And I don't think he's – I think – what we may have thought starting off is complete opposite of him. He's not a, he's a, he was a player and he, but he knows, you know, he knows the game. He loves the game. And I think he's smart when it comes to the game, you know Me what too. I mean? And how, uh, how to coach players. And I think he just gets it. And I think, uh, I think throughout the season, we'll, we'll see more of that. I always like the players like in any sport and the coaches that can like recall things on the spot. Yeah. Like, um, well, it just makes you feel like they're so in tune. Right. Right. And in post game, like he can recall every play, like, right. you know, Kevin Durant, I hate Kevin Durant, but he can ramble off every single thing. LeBron, same thing. Yeah. Same with, uh, the Rams coach. They're like Bay. damn robots. Yeah. But and, just, you believe you live that shit. Right. You know? But I respect that, and that that was when he started to do that stuff, and I started to see how well respected he is on Hard yeah, Knocks, exactly, and how he expects certain things out of his players, but they should expect the same thing out of him. I liked that, and then yeah. I liked to see his humility when he had to cut people, bro. Like they were moved; they didn't want to cut some of these people, right? And uh, speaking on that too, the reactions of some of those guys who got cut, obviously, it's disappointing. Not a single one of those players wanted to be cut. There was a lot of admiration for Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes right. from those players walking away saying, you guys are really making a difference, and it shows. And when players say that, you get that level of respect from a, from guys you just cut, too. You know, It speaks volumes, I think. It does. And I the think right, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, the culture is being built the right way. And I love the way, like, that Holmes broke down like how they do their meetings and stuff. 
Like we get every position player and and we break it down and we go like this and, and it, that can change day by day or week by week and you assess that way and it's like man this is re- there's a really a lot that goes into this there is and man I just hope it pays off for this team bro. doesn't he <laughs> seem like such a G he seems like a wizard bro so does Troy Weaver <laughs> with the Pistons they have the yeah. same aura like they yeah. they might be older right older black men but Wiseman. they are OG wise men bro dude. They're not to be messed with. I like, fuck with it. They have low key swag. Inject and that shit in my veins. Talk that too, like Steve Izy. Yes. Like inject that shit into the fucking city of Detroit. We need it so bad. Can you man. imagine if in like this is just a hypothetical fan, but can you th- imagine in like five years if all four or three of our major sports teams were like that? And in I th- the playoffs, it seems contending. like it's trending that way. That'd be so. It, that would be amazing, man. Dude, it does. I mean, so we'll take this moment to move into the actual game today. The Lions lost. They lost by three. They got a lot of points put up on them. There are some bright spots, and there are some things that I just want to talk about. But like, sure. What were your takeaways from that game, and like, how do you feel about this team before this game? And now, how do you feel about them after? I'm curious what you think, and I'll say what I think. So, like, my before, I really, you know, it's like I try to temper expectations and everything, even for game one. I didn't think it was a game. So, I've been here. You heard a lot about, I heard a lot about Philly's defense. So, I expected it to be, like, a tough time for our offense to do what we had to do to win the game. I thought in moments our offense looked really good. Swift looked really fucking good at some times. And... Uh, guys were making plays that I feel like just sometimes didn't get. It just, it just felt a little bit different. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things that could have gone differently and mistakes that were made that cost us that game. Um, I don't feel terrible about week one, though. Yeah. I think that revisiting back to talking about the coaches and stuff and just the type of, just the type of coaching that they had and the things that they focus on and they hone in on i think that during the season we can grow and be a good team i think so too so my thing is at the end of the day this was the second worst team in the nfl last year right right and we last year it was lack of talent lack of talent and lack we couldn't of talent. score last year right and so, our defense was bad <laughs> right so like you said, temper we put up expectations. Thirty-five today, right? Which is on. I haven't seen us do that since Stafford and Megatron were. There. And we were talking earlier, and I think I said that it's like okay, so we can. It looks like we can score, even with Goff's inefficiency at times. I feel like that's that's just who he is, and that's always who he's been. Is like he has we- like he had weapons in L.A. They had a good O line, good coaching. He did good things. Still made mistakes, but did good things. I don't think will get us over any type of hump of or, or anything, but I think he can be decent for us. Goff can take us to a playoff. Yes. Serious. Yes. I fully believe that. I believe we're probably going to be middle. Like, we're not going to be where we were last year. We'll probably be middle of the pack, so we still need to look to draft and add some type of young quarterback to be underneath him to take right. us the next step. But. What with Goff, what I noticed today is he's just inconsistent with like usually he's consistent with like the short the short plays, but today he was inconsistent with like some of his passes were dope. Like some of his touch his touchdown pass to um DJ Chart yes. was perfect. Yeah. But then some of his throws, like they were talking a, a lot of shit about um 
like our receivers dropping passes and Williams was dropping passes. But if you look back at those passes, yeah, they could have been caught, but they were overthrows, underthrows, right. slightly out of like a full extension that a wide receiver is making. So right. that's inconsistent, right? And yeah. it was so weird because watching And it how, showed in his play. Dude, it did because <laughs> and how he started towards and- the end of the game, he was taking over that game and we were scoring almost at will. Yeah. And there was, was that second quarter where they were so fucking bad. Like they three and out, three yeah. and out, three and out. Turnover. Pick six. Yeah. And that's why we lost that game, bro. Like that game and it it's hard to say this because we still lost. Right. But we lost by three, and I'm t- seeing it as a positive because the same old Lions would have got steamrolled, and they so would have just continued. To, they wouldn't have fought back. We lost to that team. Well, I guess they got better. The Eagles did this year. With they the, did way better. Draft, yeah. Because before that team shaped up to what it is, I think when you and I were going over the first schedule drop, we probably thought this could be a win. But as we approached the season coming in today, I didn't think we were going to win because yeah. I know how they've made moves and sure. they seem more stacked. We lost to them forty four to six. Right, last we got year. destroyed. And it's a different team and another year of a, you know, implementing the coaching and all that stuff. But to go from forty four to six to losing by, you know, a field goal, well, well, I guess you'd have to score a touchdown to win the game. But man, it was there was a lot of impressive things, I thought. I think so too. Especially when we had that pick six and then we came back and scored. Like we weren't just completely you didn't feel like like you said man we were talking earlier when the game was happening it didn't feel like uh there was any sense of quit no, no. Not, not a single player threw in the towel everybody kept a, their head about you know their heads up and let's go out there like and just play go for another play play another play you know what i mean forget whatever mistake happened and go out there and try to win the game and that's what it seems like campbell asks of these yes. guys and Shit, as a fan, it's good to see that, man, because they're, like, so recent in the past, it's felt like they just give up. They just get steamrolled. And then they'll come back, like, late, and it's against, like, a team that sort of let them come back late. I didn't feel like that happened today. No, I feel like Like, we earned that. We earned that comeback. (laughs) We took that shit. Because there was a point we were down three scores, right? Yes. And it was like, oh, my God. Here we go again. Same old Lions. Right. And it wasn't, man. They turned around and uh, swung back, fought back. Yeah. They so, were gritty, which is what was on their walls and hard week knocks. It's one. There's mistakes that are going to be made. And, you know, that that pick six cost us the game. Just hope they, I just hope they can tighten up and learn and improve and get better as the season goes. As long as they I continue to improve and hopeful things for us. throughout the season, that's a successful season for me. Like do I, I want to make the playoffs? Yeah, but like our division's still very tough if yeah. Aaron Rodgers is still in it. I don't know how that game ended up shaping out, but they were getting destroyed. Last time I saw I was twenty to seven. Okay, so they at least scored. Yeah, but still. That's crazy. I watched like a quarter and a half and it was Aaron Rodgers misses Devontae Adams. Oh, big time. They it's like it's really weird. I don't want to talk too much about the Packers, but it's like they either have one or the other, like a really good defense going into the right. year and no offense or vice versa. And I think it's they're supposed to have a good defense this year, but have 
no offensive weapon. Yeah, they can't st- string it all together. And good. It's about time they get dropped off the freaking hill. And it's and changing. The, North. the NFL's changing to those more athletic mobile quarterbacks like we just faced today. You know, like Rodgers and Brady are really the only ones left that still stay in the pocket and they just use their smarts and their arm to beat you. A lot of these other teams that are going to be competing for Super Bowls like for the next decade have, have the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh, got Josh Allen, you know. Jackson is really a lethal runner, but he's not like the best passing quarterback, yeah. you know. He did have but a dime earlier today. He did though. the no-look dime? Yeah, dude. dude. Oh, no, not even the no-look. I saw the no-look later. The no-look was beautiful. He had a straight, uh, I don't know the route or anything, but he had a guy on the down the line just straight down in the corner and pew, He's right been, on the money, he's been dude. working on it. It looked it was a really nice ball. Yeah, I but that's the future of the NFL to me. Yeah. and the Lions face that today. And right, the the other thing is they had they Hertz had them running, bro. He did, and even though he did run the shit on him them, yeah, they didn't look like the Lions of the past where they're completely outmatched like talent wise. Right, and it felt like they just kept firing on defense bro. yeah like i feel like there was that point earlier in the game where they were gassed and then there's a point you hit as probably as an athlete and i feel like i felt this before just like back in the day when i played sports like you get to a certain point where you're no longer like that shit just doesn't affect you you get a second wind yeah exactly and it felt like bro they the pressure that they had on the ball in the second half just seemed so intense it, it did seemed like they were just Get in there every single time, and it pissed me off. Whether it was Kaminsky or it right. was Hutchinson back there, they were just disruptive. It made me mad though because I was just like, dude, if we would have just had that in the second quarter, because the second quarter is why we lost that game, bro. I know they put up like twenty four against us, and yep. we couldn't even move the ball. Right, and it was weird because our just... plays were weird on offense, and we couldn't get a, even a first down. And then the rest of the game, we're just stringing along like twenty Fire yard run. runs. I know, and dime passes and stuff. <laughs> It's like what the fuck? Inconsistent, but, but that's the Lions. But I the notes that I did have is we just weren't completely outmatched, which I appreciate. The offensive line did look up to par to me because yes. the Eagles even were, the commentators were saying like this is a this is a top O line. Yeah. And both, they were complimenting both O lines. Right. I mean Philly's O line to me looks even more elite than ours. Because, like, in the first quarter and then parts of the second quarter and then a couple other parts of the game, Hutchinson was, like, getting into the backfield. He didn't he didn't necessarily have any flashy play today because every time he got close to uh, Hertz, Hertz just ran away. And Hutchinson was, like, a hair short. You I know. know? I, so Every time, and I wanted him to get one. So Right. Bad. His instincts are still there, but I think, you it's know, it's dog. the first game in the pro league you realize that you can't get away with the stuff that you used to get away with being the most athletic and smart on the field. So he'll adjust. I think he'll be fine. But as the game went on, their offensive line took control, you know, and that's what gave um, Hurts even more time to make a decision. And then he was throwing to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a beast, and I think the Eagles – will have a good season. Yeah. They really do look like they Brown's good, man. Could be very successful. Maybe we'll be looking back on this game thinking, okay, that was the test. We competed. But right. I also and don't want to get with a good Eagle, right. you know. A playoff team. Yeah. 
they're they're even saying possible Super Bowl contender. I don't know about that, but we'll see. But I did appreciate the offensive line. I liked Swift played great. That's what you want to see with Swift. He was breaking off some big runs. He can catch. He looked like he was running differently than he was last year, bro. I just hope he doesn't get hurt. And then I really liked watching Rodrigo, Quadrigo. Yeah. (laughs) Because he made some huge tackles in the backfield. He's a really good tackler, period. Yep. He gets after it, man. He does. He made a couple. He he definitely made a mistake on that first uh, Hurts rushing touchdown where he, like, went for the run. But then Hurts just, like, pretty much walked in on that fourth and one or whatever. Yeah. But that type of stuff happens. He shouldn't even really be asked to play that position as, what was he, sixth or seventh round draft pick game one. So they understand he's going to have those growing pains. Um, Outside of that, though, I just hope, like you said, we improve throughout the season. I hope we win those games that we should be winning, like next week. Right. If we lose next week, week. that's a problem. The Jags. Right, we shouldn't lose to the Jags. No, we shouldn't lose to any of the teams that are like bottom of the barrel. I think even though we were the second worst team in the NFL last year, we made such a bigger jump. And I don't even know if we should have been second worst. Right. But we made a bigger jump than some of those teams did. That's just how I feel. I thought coming into this season that we were much better on paper than the Bears and the Vikings too, but... They balled out today. They did. So we'll see. This is always a tough division. Yeah. And then the the final person I wanted to talk about before we move on to the UFC stuff is Jeff Okuda looked good. I think I don't think Devonta Smith caught. He had four targets, zero receptions. Okay, so Okuda was on him today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do and- remember one play where Okuda came big up, came up big on a stop. I didn't. I think I te- I think I texted you like "Let's go." Or so it wasn't anything regarding Okuda, but he it was a good. It was like a third down there trying to convert. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then he got that phantom dude that was not a pass interference. I know. It was fucking bullshit calls, man. <laughs> there was a couple. There was a. There was that face mask they missed on Jared Goff. That was terrible. That was right? awful because and, we didn't get to drive down the field because of and that. And then there was a there was they called one or two delay of games on Hertz, but there was a third one. That they missed, and I think it was on that pass, that bullshit pass interference call. Okay. The clock hit zero, and that ball was not spiked. They were shady with him today, man. I swear, there I were moments that there was he some favorable shit going on. Was there. doing some intentional grounding, and they were not calling it. Well, then too, there was a big thing too, and uh, people were saying, "Oh, you just say people are just saying that because you're fans of Detroit and guys are getting penalties." People were saying a lot about his late sliding. About like the fact that he needs to either stop sliding or he needs to learn to slide earlier. Yeah, he's sliding into tackles, bro. Like when, uh, of course you're gonna get the dude. Ball. When Walker you're got ejected, knock yourself out. That that Walker ejection yeah. was bullshit. He shouldn't have had the first penalty that he had. He shouldn't have had that. That was on him. But that second one that got him kicked out of the game. The second one was what when he came up and put when he pushed the other guy or something. Or were they two at the same time? What happened? Because he got two penalties called against him. Obviously, he got one for the hit. And But the hit, to me, wasn't was as bullshit. dirty as it. It was a no, late. It was a sliding. He he was literally starting to tackle Hertz if Hertz was going to continue to run. Exactly. But Hertz slid into him. And then Hertz got hit yeah. by uh, 
Thor, and <laughs> that's why it was a weird situation. But yeah, yeah it was weird because I didn't really know what happened because when they got when they got up, there was players getting in faces because he got because obviously the quarterback get hit and they're gonna you're, you're gonna protect your guys, and he pushed number three on the other team, and I thought that's why he got the second. Yeah, well, that's the one when he shouldn't have done what he was doing there because he's a leader on our team. He was just pissed, but got his the emotions got the best of him. He just uh, when it comes to those mobile quarterbacks, it's like the refs don't know fully what to do because they're not like (laughs) able to keep up with them sometimes, dude. I don't know, but I'm not blaming anything on the refs. The Lions still need to improve defensively, and that's why they lost this game. But hopefully, there's a lot of things that we can build on. I'm excited for this season. I'm still pumped to see. I want to see Hutch against um, a softer offensive line and see how he performs. Because there was a lot of times, too, that he was double teamed today. And you need the next man on your line to step up if Hutch is double teamed because that means you're open, bro. Someone's free on that line. Right, yeah. But we just couldn't get our hands on Hurts, and then we well, would be know. close at times, and he would just break off for yeah. like a 10-yard run, man. Right. You only do so much, especially when you're getting double-teamed all game. But we got the Commanders, and then we got Jags. I don't think either of those teams have a good offensive line. No, we should be able to eat in both of those games. And, and if we lose those the games... Commanders whooped on the Jags today, I'm pretty sure. Well, they were going back and forth. Actually. Oh, was dude, it? Dude, Walker went off. It did make me sad because I wanted to see a bigger game. Like, I didn't think Hutchinson played bad by any means, but he definitely didn't play as well as I would have liked compared to how he was looking in preseason and in some of those hard knock tapes. Yeah. Walker went off, bro. He had like a forced fumble. I don't think it was recovered, though. This he is had the a pick. Lyman, right? That went first. Yeah, he had a pick and a sack. A the pick? pick was sick, Good dude. Way. Yeah. My he bad. like beat his man on a rush because he sensed the throw. Yeah. It was sick. That's good shit. So, good for them. <laughs> Hutch needs to start eating. I think he will. He did look. People were saying he looked slow. I thought he was fast. He just looked slow because he's always in the right spot. And he was maybe a hair behind because he was the only fucking player in that spot. No other yeah. lion player was there. You I know? didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think that. I think he, he started to get tired and slow. winded for sure because sure. our defense was on the field like multiple times. The offense couldn't move the ball. It's he was huffing speed. and puffing. It's a different speed. And, you know, you go through training camp and stuff like that, but. You get, you still got to build like a catalyst to that shit. You know, you still got to build your conditioning up. Uh, not everybody's out there ready to go in prime condition, like prime, I get, yeah, prime condition week one. Like, right. You got to work. Especially that. a rookie. He's so a, he's a fucking beast. Just he wait seems on like the type that improves. <laughs> He'll be disrupting shit yeah. for a long time. Did you stays, see, uh, if he stays random, healthy, but man. did you see TJ Watt tore his pack? I did see that. That's sad. It is, man. It the sucks. Watt brothers have problems with injuries, dude. And that's just what always worries me, getting too hype or getting pumped up on a, a player that could change your offense or your defense because the injury bug is just terrifying in the NFL. It could yeah. just fall. The it's hammer could tough, drop man. at any given sport. moment. Well, speaking of injury bug or weight-cutting bug, let's <laughs> briefly talk about... UFC 278 and 279 results. We don't have to go deep into 278 since it was old. I just want to talk about the Usman knockout. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the 279 uh, results and the chaos from that last night. So, real quick, 
how did you react and feel about the Usman, the knockout of I thought Usman? that shit was wild. Me too. I did not expect it. And Usman had that fight won. I know that it wasn't... Well, I don't know if it seemed so one-sided, but he wasn't going to lose the decision. No, he was... Yeah, he was going to win that fight. And that boy got KO'd in, like, what, the last 40-something? And that's... That shit was tragic. The way, like... <laughs> it was. Man, that's hard to go out. And we've been seeing him get hard and many fights and it's he's oh, been he fine got, he's had some scraps man but he got rocked bro. i was like, i was starting to think like man he's just not gonna lose me too <laughs> it started to like get that feeling because it's like who can fuck with him and know? it got boring you know we were like uh if we're gonna see him fight colby again dude i swear and to touch on that real quick like i feel like uh sometimes fighters get like lackadaisical like not to say that he wasn't prepared, not to say that he wasn't going out there to fucking defend his belt and win. But I just feel like when you reach a certain level and you win after win after win. You get bored. Right. Where's the motivation? You know what I'm saying? And he said that. He said that after he lost, like it's it took pressure off him and it, light, it lights kind of a different fire under you. Yeah. And I've heard that the pressure from being a champion it's just exhausting because you have to do just so much more than the others but what i don't like is how he is taking the loss like i appreciate that he's he's humble about it it. he's taking it too well (laughs) and that's what's killing me with the ufc lately is there's just no hunger dude like you should be fucking pissed the the goats of the past in the ufc were so mad and angry like, I know Conor McGregor bothers you, but when he finally lost to Diaz, he was like, let's run that back right now. Yeah. Like, next day, he was not joking about anything. Yeah. And he was real serious. I'm going to destroy this guy in my next fight. Right. You know? Like, where is that hunger? You don't see that. Even in losses, like, against John Jones or something, the opponent, like, DC would be like, I'm going to go back on the grind and just beat him the next time or something right Usman obviously has that thought but he's like laughing and joking about it which is it's cool that he can be humble and joke about it but the UFC is so watered down to me lately bro it's it just I mean well I don't know if it just seems like that but it does seem like that too it it is to us as fans like it just it's not entertaining man and we'll use this moment to talk about last night and this is how i know the ufc is watered down and what i loved about the ufc is dying and it's a perfect example yeah so diaz fought what is probably his last fight in the ufc it was the last fight of his contract right tony ferguson's been on a terrible like losing streak i think he's got like five losses that was his fifth in a row yes those are soldiers of the ufc though those are needle movers those are scrappers those are fighters those are tune in and and watch right they don't care about media they don't care about podcasts they don't care about (laughs) anything they want to fuck you up right that doesn't exist in the ufc anymore and then you have um (laughs) <laughs> I almost said his other nickname, bro. <laughs> I knew you were gonna. Chibayev. Uh Colby at least has funny nicknames. He bothers me, but he has the funny nicknames, bro. Um, the <laughs> I almost said it, man. I've been dropping F-bombs, but I refuse to say that. To say that. Um, Chibayev, the way he, he missed weight by technically, I think, like eight pounds because they give you a pound. Right. Which is 
unheard of. You don't miss weight by that much unless you obviously didn't try to lose weight. Right. You you stopped cutting for some reason in that moment. There's a bunch of drama and shady rumors, just like what I feel like is happening with wrestling. But uh, he missed weight and he was laughing about it. Didn't give a fuck. He didn't care about it. Said that's not that bad. And then they fed him Holland, who literally I've watched Holland get manhandled by wrestlers. By wrestlers, yeah. And he knows it. He even said after the fight, he's like, well, hope I can get a striker next fight. He wants to fight who he was originally supposed to fight in the card. Right. And so I almost said it too. Kamzat. <laughs> Chemayev. Chemayev. <laughs> fucked everything up with his nonchalant. And he didn't care, man. Not like caring. How? And then gets up there and is like, well, I would have ate Nate Diaz up. Where that might have been true. Oh, he would have. You sound whack as hell because... You didn't do your job. You didn't do your job. You didn't do what you get paid to do. And you sent me a and I, yeah, I don't really care for McGregor. You sent me that tweet that he sent out and made he made excellent point. There's no you. There's no incentive for a guy to do what they're supposed to do if they're just gonna get fed a better. Right. Like he literally just got better competition or lesser comp a better fight for him. Right. You know, an and easier fight for him in a sense. There's no repercussions for anyone. And he finished Holland anymore. like that. Dude, he, did you see? So I watched he, it. Yeah, he went to do the, uh, Holland went to like do the dap in the beginning. And like, just, good fight. And he went straight to takedown. Like, yep. he did some pussy stuff. Some bitch ass shit. And then <laughs> it was just a mauling and then a submission. And I knew that was going to happen. But, yeah. Then you have, so you have that situation, terrible, and then you have Diaz Ferguson, who they're way past their prime, like, that fight, so I'm gonna watch what I say here, like, that fight was good, but not good at the same time, it was good because I haven't seen good fights in the UFC in a while, but it was still bad in the sense of, like, they're definitely way past they're their past prime. They're past what they were. Yeah. That would have been nice to see Ferguson and Nate Diaz. In their Six prime. years ago. Right. <laughs> and you know Tony's way past his prime if Diaz wasn't gashed up. Diaz has the most scar tissue. Ever. And he's so... He bleeds so easily. He, he was completely fine. Right. Did you notice that? Yeah. So... And Tony did not look fine. No. Dude, he was getting... <laughs> Dude, he kicked, Diaz was piecing him up. He kicked Diaz so hard that he ruptured something in his own shin. And his oh shin was just gushing blood everywhere. Jesus. But Diaz was making me laugh in the post-fight interview session <laughs> with everything. He was like, I fucked up my leg. Tony hit it. I went to check it. And now I got an ice bag and it's messing up my Travis Scott's or something like that. It dripped all over my <laughs> Travis Scott's, man. And then he was dogging on the rock the shoes yeah. saying, don't you wish we could have worn these shoes or something? Dude, that's Dude, what... They should, have, they should have sent us these to walk out with, huh? Yeah, that's what... That's made the, the rock shoe good. that they have, like yeah. all them wearing. Yes, it's ass. It is. It's such a terrible <laughs> shoe. But he's real, and even though Tony's the weirdest person they ever, Diaz is hilarious. He's real too. The UFC is dying in that sense. Like no one's hungry. These younger kids, they grew up when the UFC started to be more successful. So. They don't have that fire within them like they had before. Right. Where, like, Diaz, there's still some greatiness to the fighters like Diaz and Ferguson because they really had to put the UFC on the map and be a part of the UFC that, that even you probably weren't familiar with at the time. You no, know? man, I just, I got, i say the fight that got me even intrigued into the UFC was Diaz-McGregor 1. Right. And then I didn't even really start watching until, like, 
2019. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still fresh. You are, but... But I feel like I've jumped, I've got into... Like, when I started watching it, it was, like, the turn of these new generation of fighters, right? Like, you're losing... Like, all these older guys are kind of... And that out. turn was fine, but now it's getting hella stale. But it's stale. not the same. No, because... It's not the same product. So, usually on these episodes, you and I talk about you know, upcoming cards that we're looking forward to, shit like that. I'm probably going to switch our episodes to start talking about wrestling because drama's happening with wrestling and both organizations are pretty fire. They're putting out content. I'm not looking forward to that Adesanya fight and I'm not looking forward to, uh, who's that other fight coming up? You couldn't even, you could even tell me. I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to, oh, Oliveira. I'm not looking forward to that either. Like, yeah, Oliveira's facing Makachev. That card is stacked because it is Sterling and Dillashaw and then Peter Yan and O'Malley. That is the only fight Ooh. I'm looking forward to, though, is the O'Malley fight because I want to see how he looks against Peter okay. Yan. That is a nice little card. And to be honest with you, I've uh, come to like Oliveira over these past few months. This past year, I'd say. I'm ho- I hope he puts a whooping on old Khabib Jr. I do too, and he could because he's really well-rounded. But He's like that, yeah. Regardless of all that, none of it feels like how it had felt before when you had John Jones, Conor McGregor. Like, no one's grabbing the reins like they had before, and right. it's boring to me, man. Like, I still watch this stuff. I always want to talk about these things with you. But do you remember there was a time when you were probably like, man, I got work tonight, but I need to find a stream for this. I'm going to yeah. try and multitask and watch. That's definitely how I felt, especially when I first got into it, which is like anything. You find something new that you like, you're going to probably, you know, most of the time you dive into it. But I felt like I didn't miss any UFC like main event, Saturday night main event for like the first year and a half. Right. Like I was just so interested in it. And, uh, we would talk about it, and I had a friend from work that was really into it, and that's kind of who I watched it with. We would do main event stuff at his house on Saturday nights, and it was fun, and it was like a dope. Uh, it was a dope new sport to start to get into, you know. And there's just no like, there's no storyline. There's no attention grabber, right? Yeah. And then, like you have people who try, and it just kind of gets cringy and weird with some of them. And- there's no honest to God like feuds like right. there were there's before. There's no either. like real. There's no super bad blood. That's yeah, everybody's like, fucking friends. Yeah, they, they <laughs> right. We should peel back the curtain there. Half the shit's probably fake. You know the stuff we see. They're all just trying to get more money because they never were paid as much as they deserved. So now they're doing stuff on the side that's cringy too. I know guys are starting like they're doing. Anything they can. Social Guys media. and girls. Yeah, social media influencers, OnlyFans, only bro. Podcasts. Guys are boxing YouTubers and shit. Like, yeah. Video game streamers and all this stuff. Because they're not making the guap and they have a very dangerous job. But it's, Right. So maximize your opportunity while you can. It's making the, the fighters not nearly as hungry as they should be. And they don't seem as devastated if they lose, dude. Like, certain fighters would legit cry. Right. Like, DC cried multiple times because he was right there every time, but he just would always lose to John Jones. you taste it, and you put so much hard work in. Yeah. And I can't even imagine it, trying to do it at the, the highest level in a sport like that. Yeah. You know? And that's when I was really into it. But to touch on what I was saying about not missing an event, right? You're working a lot, but there's probably AEW shows, WWE shows, pay-per-views 
that you're probably like while at work you're like miss yeah right i don't (laughs) because they got the storylines bro there's no like even though ufc's actual like hardcore combat sure they have no storylines like they had before where aew wwe at the end of the day it's entertainment but they have fire storylines it's captivating you're like i can't miss this because i'll i'll miss something there that everyone else will know about that's what makes it that's what makes it so great is the storylines that's what has drawn so many people into wrestling it's not the fact that they go out there and some of these guys work their asses off in the ring together that's great and it it's like it's like a fundamental of it like you got to go out there and be able to perform in ring and it's respected and it's appreciated but when you can go out there and tell a fucking story and do the ring work and make it captivating and make it seem real when i was a kid and i was a kid so you're different mindset. You're more gullible. You believe things. That shit was real to me, man. Yeah, me too. Some I, of that shit was real deal. Like it was I like used to, Santa. Like, I used to I didn't... sit there and think in my head, like, damn, what if Triple H saw Stone Cold Steve Austin in real life? Right. Would they fight at a Walmart? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because no. it was that believable. I agree. And I think you make a great point about the UFC in that it's it's so it's so it's combat. It's real deal. It's no scripted. It's not. Well, at least that we know of, right? Behind the scenes. It's not scripted, though. It's real fucking fighting. When you pair it together with, these two guys really fucking don't like each other. You get that epic shit that's just as good as when wrestling does it well or better. Because it's real. Right. You could feel that. Because you know you have people in your life where you're like, if I... I'm going to punch that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) If he speaks down on me one more time, I'm going to deck this guy. Right. But... And that's a real thing. But they don't feeling. have, like, they're all trying to eat now. And I yeah. feel like they're low-key buddy-buddy. It you, is. You respect in some way because obviously you want you should want to make the most money out of your endeavors that are money-driven, you know. And those guys are not fighting anymore really because I, I think it, it probably starts because they love MMA and they love the sport. And then you get to that point in UFC, and now you're fighting to make money. You're fighting to be that top guy, or else what are you really doing? Well, I don't know if you knew this, but the UFC sold a few years ago. Like, not super recent, but maybe five. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gone downhill from that point. Like, they rode the Conor McGregor and the John Jones wave a little bit, and they were lucky to have that. Yeah. But they changed everything, and they've switched more towards, like, an entertainment thing. Because I don't know if you know this, but... After every fight card, they would have the biggest fighters sit at a table, even if they just got destroyed, and they would have like live Q and A with reporters. Damn. And it was the shit, dude. I used to stay up till like one AM to see who's crying about their loss or who has some thoughts on their win. Or who's fucking ready to get back at it. Yeah, and it was awesome because they were all at the same table. So some people didn't get called on because they're not that big of a name, whatever. But it was dope. They completely removed that. Now they have these like weird post-fight interviews that like will show up on YouTube like two days later or yeah. something. Like nothing. It just felt like they shifted away from what that sport actually is, which is just straight up fighting, yeah. like brawling, right. like yeah. the most genuine, authentic form of uh, fighting, like combat right. in a controlled way. Yeah. And they ruined it and. I also think what's ruining it and what we'll finish the show on is the celebrity boxing type of stuff. And even, I think, as much as I love Conor, I think he started everything with going to fight Floyd. And then it's just, it's 
turn into something else, and it's just killed everything. But Anderson Silva's fighting Jake Paul yeah. next month. That's wild. I will watch it, even though I'm so sick of this stuff. I was <laughs> laughing at Adrian Peterson getting knocked out, bro. Dude, he looked like he almost tore his ACL again. He got stuck. Did you see how his leg collapsed, yeah, yeah. bro? How do people not like tear their ACL when they get knocked out like that? I don't that? know. And Is Le'Veon it because they're Bell, so... Le'Veon Bell doesn't even look like he hits hard. I'm sure he does. He he clocked him. <laughs> Dude, he fucking rocked him square in his fucking jaw. He did. I was that laughing name. because you know how... I, watch and then um, they had nick young fighting oh he looked God. horrible but i watched he looked like the hood dude that fights on the street like, he did like doing this yeah shit. <laughs> like, what the he fuck looked was that? and he looked so winded like he was not prepared it was terrible but uh some of those things are like in good fun i guess but when you have Paul who's piecing up UFC fighters and then they're making more in those fights it's ruined yeah, my thoughts on some of these UFC fighters. And you dude, got and Dana just White UFC. that just ain't ain't gonna budge on no type of fighter pay or nothing like that. It's it's a weird world in that space. But yeah. all I know is I hope Anderson Silva wins. And I said that about Woodley. Anderson right. Silva, though, legit in the boxing matches that I've seen, is delight. Done work. Yeah, put in work. Like he might be old as hell, but he's a good boxer, dude. And like, you could always strike. Yeah, he's really so, good. So we'll see. I will watch it, even though I'm getting sick of this stuff. And if things aren't moving the needle, bro, we're talking hella wrestling because I'm still super into re- wrestling. And you I know, know you I'm can about talk. it. So <laughs> <laughs> whoever's listening, if you did like hearing about the UFC, you're going to have to make a shift because wrestling's just <laughs> doing it for us lately. But I just wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, as the Michigan season unfolds, as the Lions season unfolds, we'll continue to give you guys some updates and our thoughts and opinions on that. We'll be, we'll be sniffing the Pistons here anytime soon, too. Yep. Pumped for that. Can't wait. But outside of that, have a good one, dude, and thanks for coming. Thanks, my guy. Before I end this episode, I want to shout out the elite supplement brand, Caged. Caged was born of a need for ultra-premium, health-focused products that actually work. If you would like to learn some more about Caged as well as their products, you can click the link in my Instagram bio as well as the link associated with this episode. You can also use my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The Well-Rounded Geek.